We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast episode 324 on the Blue White Network. I am your host Tyler, joined with my two guys, as always, Mr. Mugmart here. Boys, how are we feeling? Feeling a little better. Michigan won uh, yesterday, so recorded on a Sunday. Won that big game, felt good. Um, kind of moved on to New Orleans. I'm over this Thursday game. We're going to talk about it today and I'm switching the page. So I'm excited. I'm about to watch the Saints today. Scott, I'm a little... Malcolm, how was your Thanksgiving? Haven't really talked to you. What's up, bro? Woo. Oof. Oh. How was that Thanksgiving? Bama won yesterday in a, in a nice uh, nice comeback. They did. And my next one, too. They beat um, the Miami Heat. Came back and won. Nice. So they still get a woo? No, man. That doesn't matter, man. My whole Thanksgiving was ruined again. I let them do it. If you was not in them spaces, you did not hear my reaction. I let the Lions do this to me again. They ruined my Thanksgiving again. You eat good at least? I barely ate. Damn. I barely ate. I had some pacha. So so what happened was I stayed home and I watched the game. My whole family went to the in-laws' house. They were eating. Actually, they were waiting for me to come after the game so we go out eat. That's what's up. They waited for you. So... I didn't want to go after the game. I honestly did not want to go because I already know how it's going to be. You know how it is when the Lions lose a game. You, you go see your family. What's the first thing your family say to you? They win oh, or lose. No, 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 no. They say, what happened? Yeah. Like, like you're the fucking GM or the fucking coach. What happened? Oh, yeah, I got did, home. <laughs> your I got home and lying. I heard it a little. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, whatever. I don't care, bro. You, your Lions, they're doing so good. What happened? I, I wasn't in the mood. To hear that shit. 
You know what I told people when they said what happened? I was like, we're still eight and three. We're good. We're in first place. Shut up. I literally said that. I I didn't didn't say shut up, though. I didn't have that. I said that. I did not have that. I I felt the same thing as Malcolm. I, I, because this is my first time ever attending a Thanksgiving game ever. So usually I'm either watching the game there and like so they could just harass me like live during the game or I'll show up after the game, kind of like what you do. Like I'll watch it by myself and I'll come after. But this was the case where I came after. Food has been served hours ago. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very late to the party. And it's just, hey, go, it? Li- go Lions, go Lions. And oh, like, dude. oh, wow. Yeah, wow. they're like, that's oh. Up. And, 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 and they know the Green Bay Packers are my least favorite team in all of sports of all kind. So whenever we lose to the Packers, it's, like, even more, like, drenching to me. Like, losing to the Packers suck. I hate losing to the Packers. Hate them mm. so much. So I have my nephew even coming up to me. I have my little or my older sister tell my nephew to say, Hey, go Packers, go. Oh, shut up, shut up. I'm not in the mood for this right now. So I was pissed off. And um, yeah, man, it's it, it's been a while since the Lions have won a Thanksgiving game. 2016 is the last time the Lions have won a Thanksgiving game. So we felt this for now seven straight years. No, 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 no. We didn't lose for seven straight years. We got embarrassed for seven straight years. That's what that was. We got embarrassed once again on national TV. That's what that was. It, and the week that I need you guys the most, I'm 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 sick. I I need you guys. You know what happened? Do you guys have any idea how that post game went? Any idea? I found out after the fact. Yeah. I got her. I, when you guys, I, I don't know what it is. When, when whenever you guys make your spaces, no fans of the other team ever ever joins. I got attacked left because and right. I know why. I know why. Because you talk a lot of shit and they I, see yo, it. Yo, I've never talked about any Green Bay. I talk about the Bears. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've seen. You talk I always talk about the Bears. The Bears. The, yeah, the Bears. I do a weekly. I do a weekly thing that I say. All right, I ain't talking about the Bears in a while. Let me let me go and say something about the Bears. Let me <laughs> let me troll their fan base for a bit. The Bears. I do it all the time. The Packers. I didn't expect this from the Packers. They came. They're ruthless. They 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 show up on a whole another level, and those it, it was more it was it was like ten of them. That's why I hate those people so much because they act so phony and so nice to you all week when we're beating them. <laughs> they don't. They're like, oh, you deserve it. You deserve. Shut up! Shut up! I don't deserve it. No, no, I don't want to hear I good mean, things from the Packers. Let's I don't want to hear good things let's from the Packers fans. I I mean, right now, I, and then when I, they I, beat us, they attack us. I, I can right now it's war. Can I already? I took the names. I have their names, and I'm hoping that they get into the play. I'm hoping, I'm praying that they get to the playoffs because that's a team who I think we could beat. So I'm hoping they get to the playoffs because I ho ho ho. If we do see them again, I promise you, I promise you, every single person that was on that spaces, I'm coming for your ass. I'm coming for all of them. Pause. I'm coming for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my gosh. No, no, I, I agree, Malcolm. Dude, they are the most phony fans ever. They act so nice to you when you see them. Even me and Pierre, we saw some Packers fans before the game. Oh, you guys are going to kick our ass. It's okay. I'm just here for a good time. But then when they beat you, when they beat you, they're right there. Right oh, yeah, back. We were walking to a car. We were walking to the car, and this guy has, like, this cooler thing. Like, he's controlling with the RC. I don't know what the hell it was. It was, like, a Packers thing, and he's just – he just like, I was like, bro, I can't talk shit. You guys won. Congratulations. And I just walked. Me and Tyler both laughed at it. We're like, man, we can't talk shit. Dude, you got they, the are, they are fake. They're not real. They're fake nice people. I'll give you that. Packers fans are fake nice people. I'll say this. The way they talk trash, though, is not like disrespectful. It's kind of in a funny like way. And like, oh, there's some oh, people who oh, kind of oh, are like, oh. 
No, you, you, the you, ones we saw at Ford Field, they were kind of cool. Well, I'm telling you, when you gotta get a moment, just just listen to that. This that spaces. They're 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 you. you're going off saying that we're frauds. You're going off saying that our oh, we're, yeah? we're our schedule is tough. We're gonna go what one in seven. These one of these guys okay. said we have six what games was, left. Six game, but he said, "Well, he said one and seven. He said we're gonna go one and seven the rest of the way." I was like, "Oh, okay." So he's saying we're losing the playoffs. All right. He said, "Yeah." So uh, that's what I, I don't know. Okay. I don't fucking know. Keep that same know. energy towards the end of the year. Let's go. Keep that same energy, man. That's what I, I hope we play. That's a, that's one team that I hope we play. Yeah. Probably the only team I hope we play. To be honest with you. I mean, I don't, I don't care who we play, but we'll see what happens. All right. I think it's uh time to address the the real elephant in the room. And uh, let's talk about what happened on Thursday, the actual day of the game of what happened on the football field. Because, man, oh, man, that was disappointing. Because not only did you have all the fan base excited for this game, thought they were going to break this Thanksgiving streak, they just dropped a complete egg. And it's just even more disappointing in my eyes that after you escaped that Bears game with the victory where I, I called it they played C- minus D plus football, and you found a way to escape and find a way to win that game, I was hoping on Thursday versus the Packers that they would just go smash it. Just go kill the Packers after you won a gritty game that you probably shouldn't have won. Go take care of business and let's go into this mini buy. We can feel very confident as we head into December. Um, but we got the complete opposite from this offense, at least. We'll start off with the offense and the defense didn't do much better, but we'll get into that a little later. I want to start off with this offense. Man, oh, man, those turnovers are catching up with this football team. I mean, we thought it was going to cost them and bite them in the ass versus the Bears last week, and it did for most part of the game, but they found a way to overcome that and win the football game. But in this football game, I, I, I don't know what happened. Everything went wrong. Everything that, that you could have thought of went wrong. Offensive line, that's usually very good, played terrible. Jared Goff, who's been prone to not throw many turnovers or have many turnovers in the game, had three of them in this game. I mean, everything you think of that could have went wrong offensively went wrong. They just could not score the ball in the end zone. I'll start off with you, Peter, man. What do, what do you think happened, and what do you think caused this, this riffle effect to the offense struggling so much in this game? When your best players on offense are struggling, your O-line, your quarterback, outside of the receivers, inside of, when those guys are struggling and you're not taking the ball, it, it's hard to win because that's kind of – that's like the foundation of your team. That's – the O-line, like they say, the O-line is the strongest part of the team, and we go as the O-line goes, right? Our best players on the team are O-linemen. Taylor Decker, Rashawn Gary ate him up for lunch. Graham Glasgow had a bag in. Colby Sorzal was benched for Kyoti Oshika. Oshika could not play well. There was a there was a screen pass they called to Amon Ra. Sewell kind of missed his block, and the play was blown up. Right? I mean, it was just a shit show, right? Ben Johnson had his best game. Jared Goff had his best game. The O-line had his best game. Um... And then off those turnovers, you gave them a free six points, seven points when you count the field goal. You look at the score, it's 29 to 22. That that hurts. That that seven points right there, you get three turnovers, and then you get zero turnovers. Or I think the defense, the team the defense had a turnover or no? We didn't we had a turnover on downs, but I don't think we actually No, no, yeah. So yeah. Campbell said the defense needs to find ways to create turnovers. If you turn over the ball, it's three to zero, and they score fumble off of it. It's hard to win the negative three turnover battle, and on top of that, you gave them seven. It's really hard to win. You're not going to win football games like that, especially when your defense is struggling. Um, Campbell said the defense needs to find ways to generate turnovers, and they did that last year down the stretch. Hopefully this year they could do it. Um, we'll see. But they just haven't gotten turnovers this year, man. Yeah. I mean, let's just focus on the offense. Now, the last two games, it hasn't been good. I know yeah, they found it off. 
I think it's fair to say Jared Goff hasn't been playing well these last few weeks. Outside yeah. of those two minutes he played, or four, four minutes he played in the fourth quarter versus Chicago, he hasn't played a complete game in all eight quarters. Um, I think he has five turnovers in the last five quarters or something like that. That's not good. Um, yeah. And that's something Jared Goff, to, I'm, I'm sure he'll clean that up because we've seen, like he had a whole streak, almost beat the record for not having a turnover. So hopefully that, that gets cleaned up. And the O-line, again, I'm not worried about that. I think that's just an, an anomaly type of game. Those guys are strong up front. They're big. So I'm not really worried about the offense. I think they'll get going. It's The worry's more on the other side of the ball. So I think you already answered my question. My question was going to be to you is that are, is this more of a concern that this is going to happen the rest of the way, or do you think it was just kind of an anomaly the last two games, especially offensively? No, it's just an anomaly. Jerry got to scare the ball. O-line played their worst game. I mean, that's – this O line's the best in the league. Even when they've had backups and they've they've dominated, just Rashawn Gary beat us. Um, I think it was Devontae White and or I'm sorry, Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark had a monster game. So the credit to those guys though. They came and played. You know, we did it, and they won the game because of that. But again, I don't think. I mean, you saw how they played against the Chargers D line. Those guys are studs. Mac Bosa, the rookie Tulu. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Pierre. I think for the most part, this offense is is not the concern for me. I, I think the last two games have been rough, obviously, for the offense. And, you know, they obviously found a way to pull it out versus the Bears game. And they showed you in that last four minutes that they, they could still do this. But I think for the most part, this offense is going to be fine. Like, I, I think after this game, I think once we get into New Orleans and we just have these final stretch of games, I think the offense is going to be fine. I, I think the concern is the other side of the football, and we'll get into that. I'll let Malcolm get his thoughts. And one more thing, though, about the offense, I feel like they got to run the ball a little more than they're running it. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fair point. Yeah, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm what about you, though, man? What's your thoughts on this offense? Oh man, um, I'm I'm just trying to nail it down to like what exactly is going on, um. Just look at the game. I'm disappointed. Disappointed in Lions. Um, but as far as the offense, Jared, I, mean, I know a lot of people are saying Jared Goff's having his rough games, his worst games ever. But, I mean, this is just a Jared Goff, man. I mean, um, to be completely honest with you, if you pressure Jared Goff from interior, and that's what, like, you look at our, our last two losses, um, when we lost against the Ravens and we, we lose this game, they do a lot of they did a lot of stunts. When we played against the Ravens, they're, they're stunting all game. They're doing stunts all game. This game, they did the same thing. They were doing a lot of stunts. And the interior, when you put that pressure right in Golf's face and you force him to scramble out, when his first read or second read is not there initially, and he has to now scramble out to try to try to make something happen when that's not Golf's game, bad shit could happen. Because golf, that's not Golf. Golf is not a scrambling quarterback to create shit with his legs. And when you put that immediate pressure right in golf's face and he's forcing down, scramble out the pocket and, and, and try to either do something with his legs or and try to make something happen, it's not good. You go see shit like we saw last week uh, or the Thanksgiving. And I think that was probably the main problem as far as golf um, that, that was causing golf to from the ball. As far as like that strip sack um, when he was in the pocket and he was trying to release the ball and he got stripped, uh, that shit happens. But the, the shit that he's trying to run – and he's just not securing the football. He's not, he doesn't have ball security. That's on fucking golf. Golf, golf needs a better ball security. And that's the shit that that that, that did fuck us up in offense. Um, was the ball security. And yeah, that that, that that's what fucked us up. But um, that interior offensive line, Kyle Yashika, Scorzel, 
it's like a double. Glasgow got killed too. Glasgow, Glasgow, he played rough because he had to help these fuckers. You know, these guys not doing their job, and he's now having to help, and then now he's getting beat. So it's like a domino effect. Once one person fucks up an offensive line, it's a domino effect. Now the whole offensive line looks like dog shit, and then now golf it looks like dog shit because of that one motherfucking person on the offensive line. So do you, think, do you think this is fixable or do you think we've been figured out? Because you mentioned two games like the Ravens and you mentioned this game Starts. that they have had. You know, Do you think it's been figured out? Do you think the game plan to stop the Lions offense is figured out or do you think it's fixable? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, because, like I said, the Ravens did the same shit. What happened? The offense line had our worst game because they were doing stunts. Once they stunt all these – it's like they, I'm not sure they're playing – the offense line are playing – they, they do man blocking. And then once they stunt, the guys don't know who the fuck to who the fuck to pick up. I'm not sure if that's the case, but that's look like that's what happened when they played against the Ravens. It's the same shit. Golf was pressured all game in that Ravens game. Was our office? I, I don't remember. Was our office line banged up or was it? Were our guys out in that Ravens game? Do you remember Tyler? I think we had everyone that game. We had everyone outside, yeah, we had outside, outside of Jono. Same thing with like this game. I I do I think that was the game that Big V came back and then he kind of got hurt again. Yeah, right? that, oh, Jonah, that was Jonah was out. Jonah was out. Yes. Um, Jonah is going to be back this week, probably, which is good news. But yep. if you look at the Chargers game, though, that D line was doing that stuff and they didn't hit home. I didn't, I didn't even see, I didn't even see the Chargers doing any stunts. I I'm see not them. worried about stunts or whatever. A lot of teams run stunts, they run twists, they run exotic blitzes, whatever. Um, the, the I just think it's teams, execution, Malcolm. The two teams I noticed doing that against us, we had our worst offensive line game against it, and that was our Baltimore game. Baltimore doesn't they don't really have nobody, they don't have like no elite guys, but they're schemed to pull out pressure on the quarterbacks. They, Baltimore they, has a lot of pressures though this year. They, they do because they scheme it in they're there. Team, they, they, yeah. they, they don't have they don't have a, a, a Nick Bosa, they don't have no you know elite guy there, but they scheme it perfectly where they're gonna put pressure on the quarterback. They the, got, quarterback uh, the, the, the line doesn't know who the fuck is coming at them, they don't know which one is coming at them, and then they put pressure on them. They stunt. They do in and out. Guys going. Guys are on the line. They pull out. They, they guys. They don't know what the fuck is coming at them. We know That's that defense. We saw that Michigan. Yeah. So Baltimore does a great job, and then we we see that shit against against Green Bay, and then the same shit. Like now, Green Bay ran the same stuff earlier in the year, and we stopped it. So I just think it's a bad game, Malcolm. I'm not really um. That's their scheme. I'm not really worried about Green Bay. I don't know. I don't even know they ran at the first because I didn't notice it. Now, like I said, the only two games I noticed that team ran stunts on us and we had trouble stopping it was a Baltimore game and this game. And I think having missing Jonah, I think that's a big part of it because they know that our interior line is weak now because you have fucking Schwarzel and Coyote Ashika. They just bring our bring our best guys and stun them inside. Schwarzel ain't going to be able to pick them up. Coyote Ashika ain't going to be able to pick them up. <laughs> you know, it's... it's, it's it's a smart game plan. Now, does does Jonah Jackson fix that? Probably. I'm, I'm hoping it does. Um, Jonah's one of the best guards when he's playing. Um, yeah, it's he unfortunate. Is. I mean, even the injuries he's had this year, they're nothing major. They're just minor injuries. It just sucks that he got hurt in practice with his wrist. He has, actually, his pad got caught on. His hand got out on Taylor Decker's, I think, pad or something. They were, like, doing blocking drills. It's just unfortunate small injuries. He, doesn't, he never really has had a major injury. So, um, I think Jonah... I, I think he's here for the long term, personally, but we'll see what happens. As far as our offense, I don't believe our offense is going to play. I don't think golf is going to have three turnovers every game from now to the end of the season. So I'm not really worried about the offense. I think our you offense – 
we have we have the pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got it. He got it. I mean, last week it was a interceptions issue where his fault or not, you're, you're, you're turning the ball over by interceptions. He didn't have any interception this game, but what he was doing, he wasn't having any ball security. He wasn't he wasn't securing the ball when he was scrambling. Now the, the shit that when he was in a pocket and they hit, you know, when the quarterback tried to throw the ball and it hit his hand, that happens. You know, I, I'm not even too worried about that play because that happens. It happens to happen to anybody. But when you're trying to, you know, this motherfucker trying to scramble out, which is not his game anyway. Throw it scramble. out, man. Just throw it out. <laughs> it's not his game. There's a, even if he's is going to do that, just just secure the ball. That's all I'm asking. Just secure the ball, and then that's other those other fumbles don't happen. Golf was a little mad out that game because there was some receivers open, but he wasn't seeing it open because he thought he was probably he was scrambling. He, he was he a little. Was he was. He pressure. was. Yo, when you put that pressure in the middle of his face, and he's now like, oh shit! Like if your first read's not there, your second read's not there. Now he's he's that media pressure. Golf is in old shit mode. Even like even for example, like Sam Laporta was open on that play, and he kind of it was like I think I believe that Davis was covered too, and Laporta was running that little was it a crosser route towards the towards the um towards the sideline. He was running a route. I think it was a little hour. I forgot the exact route, but he threw it there. It was overthrown. It was a third down pass, and boom, like just stuff like that. He was just off. He's been off. I think the last few weeks, other than that little five minute drive he had. Uh, those two five-minute drives last week, he's been a little off. So hopefully he cleans cleans it up, and he has this like little bye week, whatever you want to call it, to get right. Yeah, I, I mean, think. I, yeah, I, I'm not too again. I guess I'm not I'm worried, worried about, either. But if, if this continues about... though, if this continues with the quarterback not taking the ball, it becomes a worry because that's two straight games. Even you said, for example, the Chicago game, he had a pick six where Jalen Johnson dropped it in the end zone. You did. Like I mean, there's, but, but how many, but how many quarterbacks do that? Like we're almost, uh, almost a pick. You know, I know, but what I'm trying to happen. say is, he has to take care of the ball, bro. He That's, does. He does. Because our but, defense right now cannot, cannot create turnovers, and they can't create any. They can't create anything to be. Yeah, but with. but golf is missing guys too. Like it's not yeah. like just the general. Like he missed Aminor for a big better. first down. Like he you know he, he's missing Laporta. guys too. What, what, yeah, Gibbs on a screen pass for a big play. Like it's not like it's just the turnovers are the issue. Like he's not playing good football either. Like it's it's not only the turnovers that are making his game bad. It's not, but what I'm trying to say is, if the Lions recovered the offside kick, they just play a what if. If they, if they recovered the offside kick, I'm confident that Golf would have scored that touchdown. Yeah, he would have won the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 would have, and then we would probably talk about oh, another comeback. But the thing is, though, Malcolm, you shouldn't have to depend on onside kick. If you it, take care of that stuff, the meaning of the game, you they should be fine with it. Like, you shouldn't and, have to depend like. And that. honestly, I think it's more fraudulent. To only rely on comebacks. That's 2016 lines right there. Eight other nine wins comebacks. Like that's not good football. You shouldn't win games only on comeback fashion. Well, you should thing- smash the team in the mouth after you you have you could have those in the season. You're gonna have some comebacks. I'm not saying that you're gonna have to show some grit, but I want to see what they were doing early on in the year. They were just dominating teams, dominate the Falcons, dominate the Buccaneers. That's what I want to see out of this football team, and they're not doing that right now. It's either they're in these close football games and they're gonna pull it out, or they're gonna lose them. I want to see the lines that I saw in September and in October, and they're not playing like that football team right now. The, the yeah. only, only way you're going to see that is, is like you said, at the beginning of the season where offense playing well, defense playing well, special teams playing well, everything's going well. We're, we're converting every fourth down. Everything's going well. That's the only way you're going to see that. But if the offense is even struggling a little bit, game over because our defense can't do shit. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily it's game over, but it's game um, over. I mean, I I put this game more on the offense than the defense, honestly. I'm with and, that, and that might sound crazy. The defense, with some luck, there were some drops involved with the Packers, but that's going to happen, right? They got some big stops for you and actually kept you in this football game when this offense could not do shit and get you points. Yeah, this game yeah, could have been thirty to this game could have been thirty-five to whatever they scored twenty-two. 
Like they could have scored way more points than they actually put up. Yeah, and they were banged. Which, which, yeah. As far as why didn't the offense click because of the pressure. I mean, I think that's yeah. That's I mean, what the Packers D line dominated. They, they, they dominated us, and that's that's why the offense struggled so much. That's why I mean, I don't really put too much as far as this game. As far as the offense struggling, I don't believe the offense struggles going on to the. And I don't either. Game. I think they're. I don't know. That I'm is not. the offense is really the least of my worries and the least of I my concern because yeah, they had a bad. The offense did not click this game because, like I said, the domino effect. One person offensive line fucks up, makes everything else look bad. I mean, Taylor Decker fucked up too. It wasn't just like, yeah, because like I said, no one person. If one person, the no, Malcolm, line, Taylor Decker got literally obliterated. They all look like they Gary. all look like trash. They all look like trash. But what I'm trying to say is, when one person's not doing their job, it dom is a domino effect. It affects Taylor Decker. It but it wasn't Graham one Glasgow. person. It was all of them. It was Graham. Gla- it, it was um. First, it was Shortsdale. He's the one that caused the the, the ruckus. He got benched. So you're, 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 so you're, you're blaming this whole offense performance on Coyote, no, Oshik, and Cole. No, that's I'm, not fair. No, 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 that's no, no, not no. fair. What I'm trying to say is that it's a domino effect. because he I played, disagree with that because really, I saw Decker just flat out lose his one-on-ones. Well, well yeah, he doesn't it, lose them. It's, it's going to happen. But I mean, that's it it you can't on, blame this whole game on Colby yeah. Sorge down Coyote, Oshik. No, just missing Jonah Jackson doesn't change that much in this game. Yeah, a lot of guys didn't perform well on the O-line. I don't think just inserting Jonah Jackson changes this whole game. I don't. I mean, Taylor Decker, he's been great for us, and I love Decker, but he didn't have a good game. And he'll tell you, I mean, you saw the play. He gave up that sack. It was a third down. He gave up that sack. He was pissed right away. He took off his helmet and went to the bench. Like you, you saw it. I saw it live. He was literally pissed. He literally like took off his helmet and went to the sideline really pissed off. Um, Sewell, he missed his block with Aminra. He literally clapped his hands like this and shook his head and went, went to the sideline. They, they didn't have a good game, the O-line. I think Ragnar was the best guy. Yeah, he was. Because I didn't really see an issue, but but fucking Kenny Clark just destroyed. And and one more thing about this offense before we transition to the defense: red zone efficiency. It, it's been rough for the last since Halloween. I would say since the Raiders game. Like they they cashed in the Chargers game. They looked very good. They were cashing every single time. But in this game, like they had some good drives. They were like driving down the field, but then it, it gets stalled up by going for it on fourth down, and not converting it, or you know you're in a situation where you can't even go for it and you have to punt the ball away. Like. They were moving the ball. Same with Chicago. Moving the ball pretty well, then a stupid turnover, and then, you know, something like that comes in the way. The red zone efficiency just has not been good for this football team since the Raiders game. They did. They looked very good versus the Chargers, but three out of their four last games have not been good in the red zone, and they have to correct that as far as cashing more in the red zone and getting touchdowns instead of settling for field goals or taking a bad sack and having to punt the ball away or, or a bad turnover or something like that. Like They have to get better when they get closer to the red zone. Yeah, I, I agree because I mean I brought that up a little a few weeks ago that our red zone efficiency wasn't good. I mean, yeah, we we filmed that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to have to, if you have to go for it every fourth down in the red zone, that's the red flag. I mean, yeah, if you get it sometimes, cool. You know, we score a touchdown, but you don't want your offense having to go for it. I mean, if they they have to go for it, they have to go for it. But you don't you want to score within the first three drives. You want your offense to score in the first three drives, and we're not getting it done, and we have to go for it. It's like it's always – it takes us either four downs to get it or now look at the situation that we even fucking – we're not converting for fourth downs. I will say one of the problems with that is that third down play call, they're calling it as if they are going to go for it on third down because they've they done are. a lot of draws on third and long. Um, and, and it's worked. Like sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. I feel like if you maybe more pass it more, you know, pass it instead of just keep running it on third and long or do those draws, I feel like they'd be, they'd be a lot more – um, efficient. Yeah, I think that is the case. I think that Dan Campbell is giving 
Ben Johnson this offense four downs mainly. So I think they know that. So they could like yeah. play for more four downs. Like they can get a, a fourth and manageable, like make it fourth and one, fourth and two. So I'm not like that concerned when it comes to that. It's when it gets to like third and seven and we get an incomplete pass and now it's fourth and seven. And now you're in a weird situation where you don't know what to do. Yeah. And I've noticed too, the way that teams are playing us on these third and mediums, third and long is they're having two safeties deep and they're trying to control the middle, which is basically like, that's why the lions, if you've seen last week, they attacked a lot on the outside, the sideline, they ran a lot of out routes with Amon Ra and Laporta and those guys, they didn't really attack the middle as much. Um, but again, Quay Walker is a good linebacker. Not every team has like those type of linebackers. So that's another thing, but you're going to have to adjust a little and, kind of attack defenses differently if they're trying to take out your strength, which is the middle of the field, which is what Jared Goff um, is really good at. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I think overall, I do think this offense will start clicking like how yeah, it was. Yeah, I worried. mean, the, la- the last two games have been have been rough. Let's, let's just call it how it is. But I will say, though, when he has gotten time, Jamison Williams is getting more involved, and it looks like the connection between him and Goff is coming more comfortable. And – I think Goff has a good rapport with all his pass catchers now. I think he's on obviously Maybe on Russell Brown, DPJ. Maybe. We'll talk. We don't need to talk yeah. about that. But <laughs> uh, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I think JMO's getting there. Josh Reynolds, all Khalif, all those guys. I think he has a good rapport with all those guys. So we know once it does get better, the offensive line does start playing better. I'm not worried about the pass catchers. I think they have a good rapport with everyone, and and they're doing a good job when he's had time and we saw it even in this game like they're having good drives it's just getting stalled out by stupid plays that they that weren't happening earlier in the year with stupid turnovers they they were very clean with not having turnovers so i do think it's a big you know flaw of this team right now but i do think it's very fixable with this football team because they've shown me that they've been more clean than not and these last two games are more of an outlier than anything you know another thing is too just real fast about the offense is I feel like Josh Reynolds hasn't been as involved as he was the first few weeks. He was making a lot of plays in the passing game. Maybe you should get him more involved. I know you have JMO, but Josh Reynolds was playing at a really high level at the beginning of the year. He hasn't gotten does it feels like it just hasn't you yeah, guys notice that? I, I feel like that's just gonna yeah, number nine's here. Yeah, number nine's yeah, here. JMO's starting now. JMO's getting more snaps, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, but shout out to Jamison Williams, man. We talked about him focusing on the, he hasn't dropped the ball. I think the last couple of weeks he's ran the right route, three, three and you weeks. see, yeah, last few weeks. And then he's, I mean, he's fast with the ball in his hand. You, you can see it, man. He's explosive, man. He's really fun to watch. Yeah, and they're using him in different ways now. Like they're actually getting him the drag routes now. Like they're getting him involved in this offense. It's not just a bomber bust with Jamison. He's not Marvin Hall no longer, which is which is nice because that was annoying when he was just exclusively Marvin Hall. Yeah, I mean, you could see they're trusting him more. Golf just money. He's playing more snaps. Um, so yeah. that's good to see. I would say get him more involved. You know, during this mini bye week you have, get, let's get him a little more involved with the ball in his hands. He's explosive. He's fast. Yeah. So. All right. Let's talk about the, the other side of the ball now, the Lions defense. <laughs> Where do you guys want to start with this? I'll give uh, you the, the, the. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh. All right. Let's talk about the, the other side of the ball now, the Lions defense. <laughs> What do you guys want to start with this? I'll give you the, the, the green light here. Let's start where everything starts. The run defense is fine, right? If you take out that 37-yard run by Jordan Love, I think we're fine with the run defense. I think it starts up front winning your one-on-ones. And, I mean, the the Packers, what they did with Hutch was smart. They had, like, a tight end chipping. They had a running back helping. But these other guys, they need to win their one-on-ones. When that's not happening – then Jordan, or you know, you missed your sack, or Jordan Love just kind of scrambles out of a sack, throws a dude open. I don't care which corner you are. I don't care if it's man or zone. If you have five Deion Sanders on the field, the quarterback's nine seconds to throw, bro, he's open. I don't care who you are. Durrell, five Durrell Revis is on the field. If he has nine seconds to throw, he's he's throwing the ball. There's gonna be an open guy. You can't cor- you can't cover for that long. And if you look at if you look at the lines, I believe they're giving quarterbacks the most time to throw in the pocket this year in the NFL. You can't have that. If, if your pass is getting there, you got to get you got to get um, you got to get creative with some blitzes. Blitz a guy off the script. Blitz a guy off. Blitz a corner. Blitz some linebackers. Maybe show that you're blitzing everyone, but back some guys up. You know, you got to confuse the defense a little. I feel like they're a little predictable with what they're doing. A lot of teams are, you know, they just motion man or zone. Okay, it's man. The lines aren't really disguising their coverages. They're staying in their same coverages. I feel like what they have to do is change up your coverage a little or disguise them a little better, bring these exotic blitzes. Um, and then it's just you're you're winning, you're not they're not winning their one-on-ones. Romeo Quara, Julian Aquara was a healthy scratch. Levi Onzeruki, I mean, we know what he is at this point. He's not much. Sucks that he got hurt. Uh, so it's just Aleem, it's like looks like Aleem McNeil and Hutch are the only guys that are doing it, but they're not even doing it consistently because they're taking them out of games. The other guys are not winning their one-on-ones. So that's a big issue, man. That shit has to get fixed. And you can fix it with scheme. It's not like, oh, we can't get pressure. Like we talked about it earlier, Malcolm, that the Ravens, they don't have any elite pass rushers, but they're scheming guys to get pressure. They're they're they have different blitzes. They have different uh, you know, twists and stunts. They drop guys, they bring guys in, they disguise their coverages. You could do that, Aaron Glenn. You don't need to just show like a cover three or cover four and just stay in it all game. No, yeah. you could, you know, that's and what it, it seems like they're running last week. Glad to cover four and cover three. And it's just weird because they were doing that earlier in the year. Like, we played the same front versus the Packers, and I think we got seven sacks on them. And we were getting consistent pressure on them. Played the Falcons, and then we got seven sacks on them or six sacks on them. Like, we were getting pressure early on the year, and it did start with 97. And I don't know if it's just him not playing better, but – like, no one is performing right now in this defensive line. Like, they're doing a good job in the run defense, like you said. That's not been an issue for this football team. But as far as getting to the quarterback, they're not doing that. What the hell happened to John Kaminsky? Is he still on this football team? I Like, I forgot he exists. Charles yeah, Harris is, is not playing good football. Romeo is not playing good football. Like, no one is getting pressure on the quarterback. And it's it, Hutchison, too. Like, I, I know you guys could go on scheme, and, and that might be the case. 
But, like, no one is performing, even Aiden Hutchinson. And I know we give him a pass because he's been great. Yeah, and I mean, he's he a Michigan 60, guy. The thing is, Tyler, he has 63 pressures. If you look at the rest of the guys, I don't think anyone else is even at 30. And when, he probably got most of those in the beginning of the year. Let's be honest. Because he was leading the league for a minute. And Michael, I how many pressures did he have uh, last week? Do you have the five. five. See, that's pretty good, bro. You got. You need some guys to step up. I mean, five pressures in a game, I don't, that's good. Yeah, they do need guys to step up. I mean, I'm not blaming on Hutchinson exclusively. I'm just saying that, like, th- this defensive line does not get any pressure. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. Any quarterback is getting all the day in the pocket. Justin Herbert was all day in the pocket. Um, Justin Fields all day in the pocket. Jordan loved this game. I mean, and the, you know what's, what was even pissing me off more? The Packers knew they, they could do this. They elected to receive the ball to start the game. When do you ever see that in the NFL to receive the ball? They saw something right away in this line's defense. They know that they exposed. First play, what was it, 50 yards, 60 yards to Christian Watson? I mean, so, they're they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, and I hate to do this, but it goes back to the trade deadline when you could have acquired a guy. Like so, I said, though, um, even with the trade deadline, I think the Lions know that maybe they're not – if you just look at, look at the roster and look at the money they have and look at the picks they have – Maybe they thought because Brad Holmes thinks luck. Maybe they thought this is not the year where we're we're not like one player away from winning. Like, let's be honest. Does Chase Young really make a difference right now? If you have him, yes, yes, yes. Does he? Yes. yes. No. Like seriously, does one player yes. honestly make a difference? Did you see yes. the Niners? Did you see the difference? The Niners defense that with he you made put you put somebody that's pressured that get that get, that does a lot of pressures on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson. Yes, that makes a hell of a lot of difference, man. Nothing. I honestly think it's the scheme, bro. That's a mixture of everything, but I'm thinking um, if you, what, I mean, what, what Eric Glenn is trying to do right now, they're playing contained. Like uh, there was what, one play where where Hutch like had a free shot at the quarterback. He backed up so he could contain it, and then Jordan Love just throws a dart. Like I, I they're get, teaching them to play contained. Just go after the quarterback. Play aggressive. If he but, runs, let him run. Here, you want to step? You want to step? Since Chase Chase Young has been acquired by the San Francisco 49ers. 15 sacks in the last three games since acquiring Chase Young. I mean, they've always had sacks, though. They, they, they were struggling, though. We were just talking about them versus the Vikings. They shut them down. Pierre, when it was so, just Nick Bosa by – I mean, he had other help than fucking Nick Bosa. But, but yeah, Javon Hargrave, they have uh, – But they, they were not getting – from the Cowboys. They added the guy from – not the Cowboys. Gregory, yeah. Broncos. I mean, they, they – But they, they were not played. getting the consistent pressure that we know them as. And then look what they, happens. They get a guy like Chase Young, and that makes a huge difference to their defensive line. I think we could have done the same thing with us. And I think they got the best D-line coach in the league, too, and Chris Kostarak. The, the, the thing is right now, man, on the outside – the other side of Aiden Hutchinson, man – that person on the, on the other side of 800 they're playing at an all-time poor level right now, man. They're not playing good football. You look at the pressures just from the other edge rushers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down the list of all the guys who played edge for us last week or or Thursday. And I'm gonna give you the pressure numbers, okay? No. All right. So we got Josh Pascal. He had two. Mm-hmm. John Kavinsky. He had one. Mm-hmm. Charles had Harris. Charles Harris had one. Romeo Cora had one. That is it. Yeah, it's not. And the Packers that are not a goal line. They've been banged up. So, And that is it. And that person is seeing one-on-one. That's why Chase Young would have definitely improved this, this front four. That other person, other side of that, Hutch is not getting it done. We need to, they need to do something. Whether they need to draft another guy. Or acquire another guy. They need to do something because that these, this, these guys are not it. Hopefully, they're James Houston comes. Hopefully, James Houston comes in and balls out, and then we're we're saved. But that person, that person outside of Hutchinson, they're right now is not it. 
regardless, Malcolm Julian's a free agent. Romeo's a free agent. Charles Harris free. I don't think neither. None of them I mean, I'm not. Everyone's going to get overhauled. It's going to get overhauled. I'm not saying Chase Young makes the biggest difference in this defense. I still think they're not the greatest defense. I mean, right now they're a bad defense. Let's just let's just call it how it is. I think that we say it all the time. If you can get pressure on the quarterback, it makes the whole defense look better. It makes your linebackers look better. It makes your secondary look better. And we haven't even gone to the secondary. The secondary sucks completely. I will say, though, donkey ass. Aline McNeil, though, my bad, sorry to interrupt. Aline McNeil, though, is having a great year. He's has I'm not worried about the interior. The interior is fine. They're doing their job. It's yeah, the edge rushers are not doing anything. And even if even Aline, he, so Aline is also sometimes getting double teamed as well. And like like Malcolm said, the other guys, like Kaminsky plays a little on the interior sometimes, or Pascal, or whoever else they have in the interior, Benito Jones, whatever. He's not really a pass rusher, though. Whoever, Levi on Zeruki, those guys aren't winning their one-and-ones either. They're not so giving you anything. It's only Hush and Aleem, and the rest are like fucking – they're playing like practice squad guys, bro. They're, they're not giving you anything at all. And I, mean, I think Kaminsky fell off a cliff. Is it is it a D line coach? Because we we've seen improvement in two guys, but the other guys, man, it's like, is it is it what they're coaching them? Are they just not winning their one on ones? What is it like? John Kaminsky last year, you he was I mean he he provided some rush, he provided a spark for us. Put the club back on his hand, maybe I don't know something like it's something they need a spark on this defensive line. <laughs> they, they're I mean, not they're not doing it. Kaminsky's numbers, he only has twenty four pressures and one sack. I'm like, shocked what? it's even that high, honestly. I, I I forget about him during the games. Like I'm watching the game, I'm like, oh yeah, there's John Kaminsky. Like I I forget about him. He hasn't done anything I all think, year. If I'm not mistaken, I think I think Aleem has second with pressures with the team. Hodge has 63. Get this man some fucking help. Yeah, Aleem is second. But Aleem is second with 30. After that, bro, Charles Harris has a Ned Rusher needs to have at least is it fair to say like 30 or 40? Yeah, but he 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 don't even get play time. He he's an act. He's healthy scratch sometimes. I mean, they just don't know who to start on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson because it's like, uh, is it gonna be they Julian Cora? They bench like, guys try to like get him like try to get him motivated. They they've done a lot of different things and nothing's just working. My my whole thing is man, just just look at this whole defense as a whole, and this is this is where my concern comes from because this is a like I told we talking about the offense and we're saying okay, the offense they they struggled against the Packers and that's the reason why we lost against the Packers. We get that, but none of us feel like this is going to be the same offense going down the stretch. We feel like this offense is going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. golf, the offensive line is going to play better. Golf is going to play better. We have the weapons. We have weapons all around, so we are not worried about the offense. Now, what's concerning is this defense. When a team comes into a game and has zero respect for your defense, which the Packers showed this uh, on Thanksgiving that they have zero respect against our defense, that's a concerning. That's concerning. When you say when you, when you win the coin toss. And your quarterback is Jordan Love, and you say we want the ball because we feel like we're going to score, and we want to we want to put pressure on the Detroit Lions, um, Detroit Lions offense. That's a concern. When your quarterback is Jordan Love, and you have that much confidence in your in your offense to score and go up immediately on this defense, that's a concern. That, 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 so a lot of that though, like if you've noticed when you've watched them on defense, they don't really like. It's kind of to the coverage they're in. They they don't try to like hide it. They're, they're getting a little predictable, like with what they run on defense. It's kind of like if it's zone, you see like a you see like a corner sometimes drop back, or you'll see him slide to the left or slide to the right depending on the motion. And if it's man, is a guy following? There's there's no disguising. It's kind of just we're we're gonna stay our guys where they are. We're not disguising our coverages. We're not gonna do nothing exotic. 
we're just doing this. And I think Aaron Glenn's become like with the personnel he has or the formation he shows, it's a little predictable. Like teams know how to attack it. And you saw like on early downs, what they do is they stack the box. So what they did is what Green Bay did is they knew it was going to be one-on-one coverage on the outside. They ran like a, a deep route play action linebackers baited because they run a lot on first down and boom, that's what happens. It's on tape first down. You know, Green Bay loves to run the ball. Lions are a little aggressive in the run game. What happens? Let's, let's call it deep shot. First down, play action, deep shot. And they did that. Yeah. And what's sad is that the, the entire secondary got beat. That, that's the concerning thing is that I, I think teams are starting to figure out that the Lions are not pressuring quarterbacks. And when you don't pressure the quarterbacks, our secondary is not good enough to hang even with the average guys. You, you're talking about guys who are just okay. Um, I, Christian Watson, the, he's an he's a upcoming star. But damn near, he's not a star. Um, these guys are not they're, – they're, if I had to grade them, I'd say these are all B receivers. And we got torched by nothing but B receivers, which is, is a concern. Because now, like I, I've been saying this for the past few weeks now, when we play against the elite guys, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, it's like we can't – we don't have the pressure to cover to, – to, to cover – to have the secondary cover these guys. And to cover these, these secondary is not good enough to even – to cover these guys yeah and um i mean i just think like we go to last year and what they did at that bye week this is like their mini bye week i guess and i think they have to look at some things these last two games i think it's time to simplify this defense um at the game too i noticed you maybe don't see it on tv but at the game i've noticed like dbs kind of communicating that the ball is time they're like there's some confusion going on it's a little too complex i feel like let's simplify this defense Maybe, you know, blitz a little more. You could still disguise your coverage, but don't ask Jack Campbell to do five different things because the guy is struggling right now. Have him play one position, right? Have these guys do all what they do best. Don't have them doing different things, and I feel like they'll be better. Even up front, you could run some more twists, some stunts. They don't really do that a lot. They do that a little. They don't do that as much. You can get creative in creating pressure. It's not hard. So, so Pierre, let me ask you, man. Who is at fault for this? I think, who, is this like a – would you say this is a Brad Holmes thing that he didn't bring in enough talent in the defense? Or would you say well, this, this I would is say, I would, I would say it's a little of everything. First of all, with the defense, unfortunately, your second-best pass rusher got hurt in the beginning of the year, right? Uh, Emmanuel Mosley goes down, which is one of your corners. CJ Gardner-Johnson, who's a playmaker, goes down. I mean, you got three guys that you're counting on that, that went down, which hurt the team a little, obviously. And they don't want Jerry Jacobs to start. Jerry Jacobs has been up and down, but – to be fair to Jerry, though, if if a quarterback has all day to throw, it's it, it's impossible to, to cover for that long. You know, um, he has been getting beat. Don't get me wrong, but it's not all on him. The, the, there has not. to be some sort of passion. It's a little mixture of everything, Malcolm. But I would say right now, I think the blame is on Aaron Glenn a little. I don't think he's using his personnel that the best way he could do it. I think he's putting a little too much on them. Like Jack Campbell, we've seen him play Mike. We've seen him play Will, Sam. We've even seen him rush the passer. You're asking a lot for a rookie, and he's struggling. He's missing tackles. He's thinking a lot. Give him one or two assignments. Don't give him five. You know, um, run some twists. Run some stunts. Maybe use Hutch more in the interior. It's harder to double him on the interior. Maybe have Hutch and Aleem next to each other. You Like, do different things. See what happens. I agree. What yeah. about you, what about you uh, Tyler? I don't think it's a like a, a big talent thing. I mean, injuries are going to happen, so like, I I think they should have acquired a guy at the deadline. I'm not really blaming the offseason. I think they did enough in the offseason to acquire talent. 
I think the deadline was a, a big drop of the ball by Brad Holmes because they're they're not doing it, man. And like I know they could try different things, but like damn near they have tried different things. They've tried different guys. It's not working out, man. No, Travis, that's what they've done though. When you say they've tried different guys, but they're still running the same shit. I they're understand that. I understand that, but they were it was working. It was working on the year. It, it's been it, maybe it's been figured out. I don't know what's going on. Predictability. There's tape out there. It's like the first few weeks. There's not a lot of tape. Once the yeah. tape is out, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know what's it. going on. It could be Aaron Glenn. It, it, it probably is Aaron Glenn because this is now three years in a row where his defense has sucked ass. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. How many times have we seen him play a soft zone with no pressure? When there's no pressure. You play a, so at least a little cushion. There's no pressure. A guy's open for five yards, breaks the tackle. Let's say it's 10, 50. It's it's easy, bro. I mean, it's it's three, it's, it's three years in a row. Like, there's got to be a certain point where you improve. And, like, we've seen imp slight improvements. Like, the run defense is improved. But, like, getting pressure on the quarterback is not improved whatsoever from year one to now. It hasn't. Even after acquiring a Hudson, it hasn't improved. Like, the offense, we saw it. It's improved slowly but surely. Year one was bad. Year two got better. Year three, it's been very good outside the last two games. The defense, on the other hand, I mean, I could pull up a game from 2021 or pull a game from 2023, and I tell you just watch the defense. You probably can't tell me the difference. You really can't. They're doing the same shit, and it's not working. And you got better talent. Like, bro, you don't got A.J. Park. You got Brian Branch. I mean, you got you got good safeties in Kirby and Trey. Like, you got good players. It's not like they have, like, all guys that are trash. But they're not putting these guys in the best position to succeed. And these guys are thinking a lot. The secondary, how many breakdowns do we see in the secondary? Every fucking game you see a corner. Like last week, you said Kirby Joseph was a pissed. They're not communicating. Or they're communicating, but they're just confused. There was a game, um, I think it was versus the Bears, where Kirby froze. It was a cover one, and I think it was a deep bomb to DJ Moore, and Kirby froze, right? Dude, he's asking him to do too much. Just let them do their job. You know, make us simplify this defense. They did that last year. When they simplified it, they got a lot better. And they didn't even have the best corners last year, and they still got better. They had fucking Jeff Okuda was playing awful. They had Amani Warrior. They had Jerry Jacobs. They had Will Harris. And they had the dude that's with the Falcons. I forgot Mike his Hughes. name. Mike Hughes. These corners are better. They're better. Camp Sutton is better than all those guys, right? So I mean, it, it's a it's a mixture though. I think it's mainly more on Aaron Glenn than Brad Holmes, but I think he could have done a better job at this deadline reassure. I'm telling now. you, I, I what I think I would happen to deadlines. I don't think they thought like, yeah, it would have been nice to acquire, but I don't think they thought they were one player away. Which is, and if you traded for that guy, you have to pay him as well. You could lose him and lose your pick. You, they're still in the building man. stage, and those get, picks, but those compensatory pick back, you don't, you don't, because if you sign another guy, it offsets. Okay, that means you're improving your team, though. <laughs> but you don't get what I'm saying, bro. They're, so if you have to pay Sue and all those guys, you're going to let guys walk. You have to have talent, cheap talent. Okay, why don't you pay Chase Young? The guy's 23 is causing havoc right now. Why don't you pay him? He Pierre, hasn't been healthy, though. Pierre, it's Pierre, this Pierre. Year. He hasn't been healthy. Pierre, Pierre, he Pierre, hasn't. I, I get that, man. But what is, the, what is the goal for this year for the Lions? The goal is to win the division, go to the playoffs, and see what happens. They have the same goals. But the thing is, Malcolm, while they have all these issues, they're still eight and three, which is pretty damn impressive. Well, yeah, that that, that that is true, man. But so, what I'm trying to say is that if they feel like they have a shot to win a championship, which you just said that they their goal is to get to the playoffs and see what happens. Mm -hmm. If they have a shot to win the championships, why why care if a guy signs next year or not? The Vikings, they're, 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 they're the Rams, the Rams no. didn't do it. 
the Rams went all in in one year, and then they were kind of they had to kind of rebuild right away. They went all in, but they lost they lost Von Miller. Odell got hurt the following year. They went all in. Okay, can I cut you off? The Lions. Can I cut you off? Sorry, sorry. Just really quick, really quickly. Is Drake a third round pick going all in? Come on, man. Third, trading a third round pick is not going all in. You were not trading multiple first round picks in corner guy. We're talking about a fucking third round pick that acquired. Yeah, but those are those are valuable. That is not going all in though. When I think of going all in, I think what the Rams did. This is not what the Rams did at all. Trading a third round pick to acquire Chase Young, the San Francisco 49ers did not go all in right now. And they didn't go all in. They did. How? Trading for Chase Young is a third round pick is not going all in. They didn't just do that though. They traded a lot of picks last year for CMC. Now they're trading for Chase Young. They're all yeah, in. Now that's they don't different. have a choice. They're all saying. in right now. The Lions are not have not done any of that. And, and trading for Chase still. Young doesn't change that. That doesn't I mean think, they're going all in. I think deep down, Brad Holmes knows that they're not ready right now to compete yet. And as a GM, you have to look at the long term, not just the short term. And if they want to build a consistent contender, let's say you trade a third round pick, you lose them for nothing, and then you sign a guy, you lose that third round pick. Then you're gonna be like, why the hell did Brad Holmes do that if you lose in the playoffs or something? Right? If, if we but if, if we win a championship, it makes it all but I don't think Chase Young is a difference with a championship or team or not. I don't think we're one player away, is what I'm trying to say. You still you, you still need some help at corner. You still need some help, obviously, on the D-line. I don't think you're one piece away. If you're one piece away, you do that. Does it give you a better shot to win than what you have right now? Yeah, 100 percent Probably, yeah, but but if you look at the long-term aspect of it, it probably was a smart move to just and plus Chase Young had those medical red flags. Maybe they haven't they had him failed. I did I do know they tried for Daniel Hunter, but the Vikings wanted it first and no one traded for him. Yeah, so. well, it looks like those red flags that John Lynch took a shot on did not affect him. At I mean, all. we'll see though. It could affect you. I mean, the guy has been injured a lot in his career. He's, he's caused havoc team. for that team. Even if he's not getting to the quarterback every time, he's causing havoc for the defensive line. And he helps everyone out just by his his. But presence. the Niners, though, the Niners, they're stacked. We're not stacked as them on defense, but his presence no, do, helps do, do, do you. You know what? Do you know why they're stacked? Because of Chase Young. <laughs> because you look, you look at what they do as far as the, the front office. No, they got Eric Armstead. They I know, got but how, how are they? Are they, did they draft all those guys? They did. They drafted the all those guys. The only guys they didn't draft was Hargrave. Everything else was Hargrave. They got Rainy Gregory as a free agent. He was released, um, and and Chase Young. Most guys, all those guys are drafted and developed. Yeah. Their defense, those linebackers they have are all drafted and developed. The corners they have, for the most part, Shavir's worth they signed. Talona Hafunga, they're, they're all pro safety. He was drafted. Um, what do you call it? Who's their other safety? I forgot. I think he was drafted as well. Most of that defense is all drafted. It's all through the draft. And that's what Brad Holmes and Campbell are doing. Once they're ready to go all in, they'll, they'll trade for guys and sign guys like that. But the Niners, for a while, they did what the Lions did. They didn't right away just go and trade for guys right away. They they were patient through the draft. They built it. They drafted guys and developed them. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I still think it's a drop ball by Brad. I, 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 I guess the reason why, I mean, maybe Brad Holmes think differently than me. I think we have a shot this year. Well, no, take that back. I thought we had a shot. I thought we had a shot this year. And uh, and if you, if you feel like you had a shot, Make the I mean, who knows? Maybe they but, did try to trade for him, but then they saw some medical red flags or they saw something. They said no. I don't know. Montez but, Sweat, though, that second round pick, that was not going to happen. That that's that's. I mean, Chicago is crazy for doing that deal. You see what they paid him? Yeah. Twenty four and a half. I mean, that's that's nuts. I, I don't see the Lions outmatching that deal too, because the second round pick for the Bears is way better than the Lions second round, even if they did throw a second round pick. So yeah. I understand the Montez Sweat thing, but and when you look at Brad Holmes drafting. You know, that I, third round pick, 
that could be a good, really good player for us. Yeah, it could be Project Martin and Hendon Hooker too. I want <laughs> those guys are not making any impact to your football team right now. But they, but that was the plan from the from the jump. Though I understand that, but that's that's the third round pick we're talking about right now. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna come to a thing because we know Brad Holmes is a phenomenal draft. He draft phenomenal. We know that. Yeah. But it's gonna come to a point where I want to see him be aggressive at these deadlines and make some trade moves. Because we have this is something we haven't seen from Brad Holmes as of yet. We haven't seen him make any moves. So this is what we eventually gonna want to see. We want we're those, hoping those this year. Come. Yeah, those will come. We're hoping this year, but did it happen this year? Like DPJ, said, the, hey, acquire DPJ guys. DP, yeah. get the fuck out of here. It's like, like I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he calls you people and be like, "Look, I need to make a move." You, no, no, he's like, he's like "Look, uh, you haven't been using DPJ. What's the lowest we could give you to get this guy? Oh, you want a six? Here, here you go. Here's a six. Like, I feel like he's making these moves. Like he's calling and say, hey, "What's the lowest possible deal? Can I give you a seventh for this guy?" I think that's how you call these guys and give starting low. And then wait, hoping they say yes, you know. But I don't, I don't know. He hasn't made any moves yet to me, as far as like on these deadlines. But as it comes to a point, we're gonna look at Brad Holmes and say, "All right, now we're here. We're here now. Now we need to be here." Let's, let's I make will these moves. say one thing: what he does need to improve on is is the D line. The D line. Um, I mean, Levi on rookie. He just it's unfortunate. He's not like I don't have no more patience for him. Pascal needs to get better as a pass rusher. He's a second round pick, you know. He can't just be like a run defender. Like they, they have to. He has to get better at finding pass rush. Obviously, found James Houston, but he got hurt. But it's time to get better with with the D line. Um, in terms of drafting and developing, two guys, Aleem and Hutch. Yeah. they're and, they're good players. But and and the guys he's brought in haven't really worked out either. Like free agent yeah. wise, like Kaminsky and Charles Harris. I know Romeo was a Bob Quinn guy, but he, he, he extended guys. him. They got all these guys are, are free agents. Kaminsky, you could you could release him. He only signed a two year deal. You could release him with like very little dead cap. So um, you can move on from all those guys. I think it's time. You know how last year we halted the secondary a little. Guys got hurt, but it was I think this year it's gonna, you have to rehaul that D line. Yeah. yeah, but but the, the, my main premise was not to attack Brad Holmes. I think it was a missed opportunity at the deadline. I do think it's more on Aaron Gunn because you guys mentioned a great like team like. The Ravens, like they, they don't have any studs on that defense line. Like they have a lot of good players, but they just make it work, and then they, they still find ways to pressure the quarterback. So I do think it's more of what's going on the field than what's going on in the front office is an issue right now. Gotcha. Because I saw last year, and even in the beginning of the year, with the same guys essentially, and they were yeah. able to generate pressure. So right. I think it's more of an Aaron Glenn issue than it's a Brad Holmes issue, in my opinion. And the problem is when they're playing these mobile quarterbacks or someone. He's telling him to play contained. He's not telling him to go rush. And I hate that. If a guy beats you with his legs, let him beat you with his legs. Just fucking sack the guy. Because when you're playing contained, they lose contained, and you're done. Yeah. I can't even tell you the last time a Lions edge rusher got a sack, not named Aiden Hutchinson. I can't tell you the last game or last time it happened. Who it was. Uh, yeah, I can't. It, was probably, it was one of our interior guys. Either. No, not interior. Like edge, edge rusher. Edge rusher. Edge rusher? Yeah. Oh. I, I cannot tell you the last time we've had one. Oh. And who, um, who it was from. Um, man. I I, we, we didn't get one versus the Packers. Didn't get one versus the Bears. Aleem got one. I'm saying edge rushers. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking, yeah. So, so Packers, none. Bears, none. Linebackers Chargers, and edge rushers are getting the, are getting the sacks. Yes. And uh, Raiders game, I don't think any of them. Julian might have got. They might have been the Raiders game. It might have been Julian versus the Raiders. I think, was it Julian or Romeo? It was one of them. It was one of the cars did have a sack, yes. I think that was the last time we've gotten a sack on a quarterback. 
not Dude, you better when you're one on ones, and some of these <laughs> O lines you played haven't been the best O lines. And and for the listeners out there, I want to put a disclaimer out there. I don't want them to think that we're talking about the Green Bay game as far as the reason why we lost. We think is Aaron Glenn because that's that's not the case. We're not talking about that. Talking we're talking about, about the big, defense. We're talking about the, we're talking about the big picture. We're talking about the yes. defense in general, and we're talking about what is the Lions' main issue going forward for these next games. It's the defense. And and it's the defense, and that's it's what we're talking about right rush. now. It's, 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 it's a mixture of Aaron Glenn. It's a mixture of the, the scheme. And because if you look at the last game, yeah, they the defense, they did their part as far as holding the deep, the, the offense to field goals and keeping the, the giving the offense a chance to be in the game. You know, so we're not talking about that. I don't want the people to get the misconception thinking that we're saying, oh, the, 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 the they were talking about Aaron Glenn is the reason why they, they lost the green. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about the big picture here, guys. We're talking about Lions going forward, their biggest issue. We feel like it's the scheme. We think that they, they, these guys could be better, but they're not being put in the best position. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think ultimately the defense, like I said earlier, like I think they were better than the offense. Not saying much. It's like comparing a garbage can to recycling at the end of the day. Like they were both <laughs> pretty ass at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, you know, it wasn't like the Bears game where you got killed by the T.O.P. Like the T.O.P. I think was pretty even for the most part. I think the Packers won it, but not by like a crazy margin. Like, you know, they got off the field. They gave the offense opportunities to win this game. They just, you know, they, they just couldn't capitalize. But off was off. There was pressure. It was turnover. It was a little of everything. Yeah, it was a nasty game. All right. Um, let's get into the oopsie doopsie and bar of the week, and then we could flush this game out, and then we could prepare for the Saints next week. So yes, I'll start off with the oopsie doopsie, and there are so many ways I can go with this one. I can go with Jared Goff. I can go with Jack Harlow. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. There's a lot of ways. Hey, yeah, not for That's Jack Harlow's production team. That's not for you. I want. I want to. Cause you guys seen that? Y'all guys seen that live? Dog water. That, that was bad. That was bad, dude. Was there bad. was not one person excited. I was sitting back. I was just pissed off. I'm like, and Pierre was, was trying. Pierre tried to get into it, but he I was mean, not into I was it. Like, what, is this, I mean, what, what was the score at that point? The score was. It was already like we were down seventeen. I think it was already. We were down by seventeen at that point. So then, come dispos. <laughs> <laughs> While all that's going on, I don't think anybody was happy, dude. It looked like a middle school play. Uh, the way they they set that whole thing up, it was it was awful. So my oopsie doopsie is gonna be Jack Harlow. Um, I don't even think his music's that bad. Honestly, I don't love him. I don't I, hate him. I, I like his music, but that was horrendous, dude. I oh, I, I saw him on the sideline. I thought that was one of like his crew guys setting up for the thing, and it was ended up just being Jack Harlow going to the thing. I'm like, oh, oh no way. So uh, yeah, I, I could give this to a player, but I'm gonna give it to Jack Harlow. Yeah, it looked like a middle school play, kind of. Like, it was just, like, this white tarp and this little me. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was so bad. What was that supposed to be? Like, an igloo? Like, what I don't know. What I, 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 was it, it, it did look like an igloo a little bit, but it was shit. It looked what like a middle school. Like, he probably spent maybe, like, $20. I don't know. I mean, it was so bad. And but... even and even Pierre asked me during the game, he goes, like, where's the set? I'm like, I think it's just right there on the sideline. <laughs> just like that. And we saw them setting it up, and I'm like, Oh my god, that actually is the set. <laughs> was... And we're like, yo, what? Like, if you saw Dolly Parton's, like, the way her production was and all that, it was pretty cool. Like, they were right on midfield. This was like a little right in the end zone thing. It was like a little tarp. He had like a little, like, little globe thing, like a little igloo. It was like a middle school production. It was like, bro, I'm just coming here. I'm getting paid and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Dude, I think my high school, I mean, I'm, I was never in play or anything. I give you guys all the credit to whoever done that. 
I felt like my high school put more effort into these uh, these uh, like uh, these musicals and plays or concerts than than what they did. I, I feel bad for Jack Harlow. I feel bad for him because he is he's not like the biggest like artist out there. So I don't know how I don't know his net worth. I don't know how much money he's making. No, no, he has some Grammys. He has some. Yeah, he has money. He has some. He has some. He has some Grammys, but sometimes it goes to the lab, the label, and and when you're new, and sometimes it's weird. Trust me, it's weird. All that shit you pay for yourself. That's that's his budget. <laughs> as far as like concerts and the, the the production team and all that shit, that comes out of their pocket. That 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 comes out of an artist's pocket. So uh, that's why I'm kind of like. Uh, Malcolm, it's, it's so a halftime show on Thanksgiving. Everyone, the whole, everyone's watching, bro. Like, I know. if you don't, if you don't want to do it, say you don't want to do it. It looked like he found out that morning that he was going to do it. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it looked like it was like a last minute, and he, I mean, they, obviously it wasn't. But because as far as the production, as far as that showing, that that's on him. Yeah, that's him. But, um, that was that's not Fox. That's not Detroit. That's not the Ford Field. That is him. <laughs> that's that's yeah. all. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, so that's my stoops of the week. It's going to be Jack Carlo. Pierre, what do we got for Baller? Yeah, it's Jameson Williams, man. Shout out to Jamo. Um, caught everything thrown Jamo? his way. Jamo. How many yards he had? I don't care about how many like yards 28. he had. <laughs> no, it was more than that. Yeah, it's Jameson Williams, man. Shout out to Jamo. Um, caught everything thrown his way. Jamo. How many yards he had? I don't care about how many like yards 28. he had. <laughs> no, it was more than that. It was more. I'm than just that. saying, in probably, general, though, it probably was. I think it was like 20 something. In general, though, 38. He, he blocked well. No, no, uh, I take that back. I take more. that back. He, he had um, he had 50, 51. 51 yards. 51 catch, yards. catch everything thrown his way. He was fast. Um, he's not thinking. He's just playing football and he's having a blast. And I'm giving it to Jamison Williams because we gave him a lot of shit previously. But the guy's balling, man. So Jamison Williams is my baller. He was the best player on the field on the offense. I don't care. As far as skill position, we, guys, we, we should have waited. Waited for what? I, I'm just saying, two catches, 52, 51 yards. I don't think that's ball of the week. I mean, there is no one else who else well, 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 to give it to. to. Well, you want to well, give it to Jack Harlow, too? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe David Montgomery, man. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just I want to give it to Jamo. And Amon Ra's like, he's a stud, right? But. I feel like Jamo needs his flowers a little. He hasn't gotten them. So Jamison Williams my ball of the week. Florida, maybe he had a touchdown. I I'll, mean, I'll, you know, I was waiting for Jamo to have like a big finale, like a big game, and we could say, "Look at Jamo, man! Six catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns, ball of the week." You know, we're talking about two catches, 51 yards. That's our ball of the week. That's how pathetic this week was. It was a pathetic. Man. It wasn't a good week, Malcolm. That's why I gave it to him. Every, every, everything was bad, dude. It's from the from the game itself to the halftime show. Everything was bad, dude. Everything was bad. All right, y'all. That's gonna be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I mean, hopefully, enjoyed way. hopefully got to like just put this game in the past. Listen to this and, and get it over with. We'll be back later on the week. We got the New Orleans Saints. Um, hope you guys all had a 